Hi, this is Edward October for OctoberPodVHS.com, here to tell you what people are saying about our true crime podcast. A thread store in Arizona says, too much dribble and slang. These ladies obviously enjoy their own humor and sound high. Hey, at least they called you ladies. Benny from Idaho says, your topics are so appealing, but a three-person pod is difficult enough to follow without banter. Um, our true crime podcast only has two people wait 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 wait. where's the other 100 five-star reviews can somebody give me the five-star reviews okay here we go much better luscious lee says stand up five stars you girls are funny af i especially love the me and mrs jones rendition you sneak into the recording cherry g 107 says i struggle finding a new podcast and so far i've been hooked to you guys podcast keep up the good work thumbs up thumbs up smiley face our true crime podcast, two girls, one story, and lots of bad renditions of songs you love. Available on your favorite podcatcher. Go binge it today. Starting, are we starting this thing? Do it, do it, Daniel. Do it. (laughs) Oh, sorry, your tires are low, by the way. (gasps) Daniel, that that plays into this. Oh my god, I can't believe you just said that. What that's the connection right there. Oh, in five, four, three. Hey, everybody, this is Daniel, and I'm Daniel, and I'm Carla. This is Hitcher Hobbicide. A true crime podcast by Hooters for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. We're both real sick. <laughs> no, no, we're just Howdy, y'all. <laughs> What's going on? Greetings and salutations, snack. All right, what happened to you on your way over here? I always stopped at Jimmy John's and I got a sandwich. <laughs> As I was driving over here, and I was like, like, like knuckle deep in my nose <laughs> picking a booger and then I looked over and there was like a, a uh like a, a mid-sized suv right next to me and they were all clapping for me <laughs> <laughs> and i looked over and i just gave him like a like a solid and i was yeah, like yeah. yeah oh no i'm gonna get the hiccups <laughs> how old were the I occupants. couldn't. Okay, their windows were super tinted, but I could still tell. I it looked like a family or something. Like they do this every time they drive or something like that. They look for people picking their nose. Yeah, like, like it looked like like a like a teenager in the back, and then like parents in the front. This is my family life dream. <laughs> they were really cheering me on. I'm not gonna lie. I love to pick my nose when I drive. So well, okay, like. Uh, I had a little okay. like just gotta make sure you gotta you make know, sure it's like, clean. No, I'm not digging. I was digging. <laughs> not even. I didn't really feel like you even had anything in there, but I had just woken up, so I was like, I better check see what's going on in there. It's just kind of a comforting thing too. Yeah. We get boogers handed to us now. Yes, you gotta get them out. She comes over with them on her finger. Booger, booger. My God, just wipe it on something, not me. <laughs> Oh, well, that's that's the best one is when she comes and just <laughs> wipes it on you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
That was pretty good, honestly. And then, like, it really, like, didn't register to me how funny it was until after. And then I, like, laughed the whole way here. I haven't stopped. I am crying. <laughs> I was knuckle deep up there, man. I had to roll down the window and yell, pick me a winner. <laughs> they should have. Oh, man. I, felt, I just haven't felt so much support in my life. No. In a while. Wait, they were clapping. For <laughs> they were me. clapping for me. <laughs> they were proud of you. Sometimes you just need that extra that extra boost of support. <laughs> you can get through the day. <laughs> uh, oh, you bottle that up and keep it. <laughs> now my nose is running. Pick it. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. I haven't done anything today. No, why is that? I slept all day. Why'd you have to sleep all day? I went out last night. Yeah. But I didn't, I, had, I went out both nights, but I really didn't get drunk. Just so you know, 10 years from now when you have children and you're talking about how tired you are on the weekends, neither one of us is going to give two shits. <laughs> I, this is the life I have chosen. It's beautiful. I know. Man. But I didn't really get drunk. I just stayed out late both nights. I think it's unusual to us that people have two solid days on the weekend to like recover from work because yeah well that's why i woke up at 11 but i was like i need to go back to sleep if i'm gonna be okay tomorrow and all that matters is you're okay to record yes anything else i don't care okay oh i could literally be like going into bankruptcy and be like but can you still record yeah i'd have a broken like six broken bones and you'd be like but can you record we'll come to the hospital it's fine <laughs> it's fine and i'm tired i'm allowed to be fucking tired lady for one i got attacked i didn't even say i was tired i just said i was asleep <laughs> you got verbally assaulted <laughs> after your nose picking story yeah <laughs> poor carla i know and you know what i am such a versatile human being because on friday night i went to eight second saloon Mm-hmm. And did line dancing. Last night I went to Rebel Rebel Nightclub. There's no line dancing there. Okay, it's like a club 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 club. Get you a girl who can do both. Get you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't dance. Yeah, we know. Uh, I'm gonna do ballet. <laughs> My daughter. I got ballet shoes. Yeah, did. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about how it goes. I will. Well, she can't report how stupid I look if it's just her and I. One, she will get to that level, though. Yeah. You know when a kid walks over to you <laughs> and is like, you're fat. <laughs> you're like, They're just yeah. telling you the truth. Like, <laughs> uh, Hold on, I got a big wet nose. <laughs> you're ugly. <laughs> you're like, thank you. I'm like, they know they're not lying to me. Kids don't lie about that stuff. They're not trying to hurt your feelings. Yeah. I just want to put you in your place. <laughs> Why is your hair white? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You boy or girl? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> this is long enough. One okay. long enough. So the connection, though. That's what she said. But yeah, <laughs> someone had my fabric yeah. measuring tape in their room. I don't know what he was doing with it. I guess it's better than your, you know, measuring tape out of a <laughs> the metal the one. metal thing. <laughs> <laughs> the fabric one's easier yeah. to work with. <laughs> so my tire pressure is low. Yes, your tire pressure. Do you have an app that tells you that? I do. That's That's pretty cool. It's very cool. cool. It is, because I didn't notice. (laughs) (laughs) She would have just gone forever. Okay, we have the piece of shit tractor, 
in the garage that we're trying to get rid of. And dad was coming over to work on it because it doesn't run. And he's like, are the tires flat? And I walked over and pushed my foot on one or two and then eyeballed the rest. I was like, yeah, they're good. No, they were very flat. <laughs> flat <laughs> and he's flatter like, than pancakes. He's like, I got to go get my air compressor. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I wouldn't have been able to tell. Oh, it's okay. That's why there's an app. Yep. Nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I don't have the app he does. Because you wouldn't check it anyway. Well, yeah, just well, like everything Well, does it give you else. an alert? Just you know like how, everything else. There's, well, there's that. other things in this house that we can control with apps. And all the time you're like, can you do it? I know you sent me the app. I just don't think hey, I've downloaded it yet. Yeah, you can <laughs> the lights with apps and shit. I'm it's, like, hey, turn the light on. Because I can't turn it on. That's a bit past my tech tech abilities as well. So I don't blame you. It's real easy. He's got light bulbs so. that coordinate two flashing lights with songs. Does that make sense? Mm. Mm. They blink with multicolored. It's like when you see those uh, ha Christmas setups yeah. that goes or to a song. And Disney, they do that. So, yeah. Like, you know, lights and water match up two sounds. You could go work as the light guy. Yes, the light guy. Uh, this is uh, automatic. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it has a program inside the um, syncs up with um, Spotify. Yeah, it's mm. pretty cool. And it, it's able to read the music mm-hmm. and respond accordingly with the light because it says there's a microphone. Uh, no, there's not because if you have headphones on mm-hmm. and you're still playing it, it will still do it. Yeah. It still yeah. goes. Yeah. So it's still pretty cool. Daniel put on some of his heavier metal music. And bah, 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 bah. Speaking goes, of which I'm going to Metallica on Monday, not this Monday, the next Monday. <laughs> she goes, I like your music. It makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do it. All right, tire pressure's low. That's the connection. Got it? Got mm-hmm. it. Tony. Is Spilatro. It? No. We'll that one. <laughs> this Tony is a woman, T-O-N-I. That's what dad wanted my name to be. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's Tony and Harold Henthorn. I'm a fan of alliterations, like Hoosier homicide. But... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Tony met Harold Henthorn through Christian Mingle, the dating website, in 1999, which I didn't know. That's how we met. No, <laughs> I mean, it might as well. I don't know how you vet people with Christian Mingle to make sure you are a Christian joining I it. don't know. Because eHarmony is, is a Christian. You throw holy water on them, and if they begin to sizzle, <laughs> I'm muting, then you know. I'm muting. <laughs> she was 37 years old, and he was 44. They hadn't invented our time yet. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. They got married only nine months later. Tony had been married once before, but the divorce ended amicably enough, and Harold's first wife had died in a car accident in 1995. Flat tires. Flat tires. <laughs> Tony was a prominent, successful eye surgeon, and I realized that I should be calling her Dr. Tony or Dr. I didn't remember her, for her maiden name, but I'm not. But she is a doctor. Can she check out my eye twitch? Mm. So she was a prominent eye surgeon in Mississippi, and Harold was a wealthy fundraiser for hospitals, churches, and non-for-profits. So I don't know how to word this. He was a person that coordinated fundraising. Like dance marathon, like someone has to be in charge of that. Right. Like coordinating where it is and who can, you know. So that was his job. They had a large southern wedding, and he eventually convinced her to move to Colorado. Even though he said he could work from anywhere, she joined an ophthalmology practice in Denver, and worked, and he worked from home while going to meetings on Thursdays and such. Normal life. Probably with more money than I'm used to, though, if someone's a surgeon. <laughs> well, that's true. What is the, game, the thing in school 
econ class where you had to like draw out of a hat who you'd be married to and how much money you'd be getting. Yeah, I was a pilot. I was a surgeon. Mm-hmm. Wow. I remember that. And I was like, hey, this shit's easy. I know. <laughs> All of a sudden. And then actually- I was an exotic dancer. <laughs> <laughs> how much did that pay? About 200 a night. Okay. Be bad. No, they didn't have that on the Speaking list. Speaking of which, though, there were too many girls in my class, so I was married to a woman. Oh, they don't like that there either. I mean, they're <laughs> really? Fired. They're yeah. firing people for that there now. I know. Man. I'm surprised they didn't like just cast random. I, had a- I was the pilot, and she was a social worker, I think. I can't remember who my husband was, but he was a teacher, and we only had a couple kids. And we had people- like two teenagers, and we we're like, ha, fuck them. They're both getting Hondas, even though we're rich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give him the car I'm driving right now. <laughs> Use Honda. After the move, Tony found it difficult to speak to her parents alone. Harold never said she wasn't allowed to speak to them, of course. It just happened that every time Bob or Yvonne called their daughter, Harold was the one to answer. He would just put them on speakerphone and then do the majority of the talking while Tony's voice came in faint and distant like she was in a different room. Harold was usually quite cheerful, almost irritatingly so. He was constantly talking, often bragging, and always had to be the center of attention. After years of trying, the couple finally had a baby girl, Haley, born in 2005. Wait, how old were they? They're older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an older. She was 37 when they met in Holy shit. Yeah. She was like 40-something. Yeah, they were able to do it, man. I mean, doing it lots. I don't know what ex... I don't know if she had in vitro or anything. It didn't say. Yeah. But neither one of them had any kids. So I could see one, you know, if you got the money to try to do that. He was a very attentive, loving father. He organized playdates with parents and made it clear to everyone that he, not Tony, was in charge. He also refused to allow Tony to help put Haley to bed at night, insisting that the hour or so before Haley fell asleep was daddy-daughter time. That sounds nice, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if, it's different, though, because he's the one who works all day long. So it's yeah. like if I were to turn around and say, no, 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 you can't have the last hour of the night with her because that's mommy daughter time that's 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 shitty yeah and so this in this situation she's a doctor and she works all day and then you get home and he's like no no no, it's daddy daughter time go away and danielle's always more than willing to give me that last hour yes all for you yes no selfish reasons (laughs) whatsoever absolutely i am very altruistic damn it (laughs) (laughs) her parents name is bertolettes so if i say that a couple times not the Baudelaire's, the Bertolettes. The Baudelaire's. <laughs> the Bertolettes found it odd that long after Haley was no longer a baby, Harold kept a video monitor running in her room. Weird. Now you can't do that. That's weird. Her parents could sense that Tony was unhappy, but felt there was little they could do about it. She had already suffered through one previous marriage and divorce, and her parents knew that her faith in the fact that she and Harold now had a child together meant it was unlikely she would ever choose to divorce him. Uh, Harold insisted to anyone who would listen that he was an in-demand fundraiser person who had a large staff and made millions a year. Yet every time Tony managed to sneak a look at the couple's finances, she found that their bank accounts weren't nearly as full as he made them out to be. So she's probably making enough money that they can pay all their bills and have, but you know, where's all that extra money that we would be having if, if you're making millions? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. That's what I think. Yes. Can you say, I concur? I concur. Yeah. Despite the fact that the Bertolettes had been extra generous to Harold and Tony, gifting them some half a million dollars for a down payment on their house in Colorado, for cars, new appliances, and for anything else the couple needed in the 10 years that they'd been married. Damn. So her family came for money. They had land that had oil on it. 
Married to. I'm oil rich. <laughs> My face is oily. <laughs> Harold didn't like to be questioned and needed things done his way. If he said they needed a new car, they got a new car. If Tony mentioned a stove wasn't working properly or noticed something else that needed fixing, the issue got deliberated for hours until Tony was so exhausted by the arguing that she gave the fuck up. Rather than having to listen to Harold talk until he got what he wanted. <laughs> Jesus. He was sitting there waiting on Kumar. Harold and Kumar. <laughs> I mean, that is a tactic to just keep talking until you get what you want. That's a filibuster. Yeah, I like it. I've never done that. All right. Yeah. If you hear. haven't before, and then you got the no, idea you just, now. You just don't say anything and do it anyways. <sighs> yeah, that's true. And try to not let me find out about it until you're midway. Or I come home and the wall, one of the walls has gone in the house. It was a half wall and it did no longer serve a purpose. <laughs> it, yes, it did. No, it didn't. I liked that half wall. <laughs> Are you still bitter about It's better it? to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah, I, I will go with that. Her parents voiced their concerns to Tony when they could, which meant the few times they traveled to Colorado to see her in person and got her alone. And I think that they never, I think one time they went back to Mississippi and instead it, they made her like elderly parents travel to Colorado to see him. That's nice. And then came the accident. No. At the cabin. Someone pooped their pants. <laughs> Harold, I had an accident. <laughs> Harold owned a little house in the mountains west of Denver and took Tony and Haley there often. Late one night, while Haley slept inside the cabin, Harold asked Tony to help him clean up something outside. Then, while she was standing below a raised porch with her back turned, Tony felt the weight of something hit her in the neck and knock her to the ground. She was in immense pain and had numbness in her fingers, and she was taken by ambulance to the ER. It came to find out a large piece of lumber fell off the porch. So I'm, I, it took me a minute to picture this. So it's like, Above them would be, it was more like an awning. It was a 25-foot-long piece of lumber, Harold said, fell off the porch. If she hadn't moved a millisecond before it hit her, it might have landed right on her head. <sighs> Perhaps enough force to kill her. So I think they, she said I bet, that she bent over. And so oh. it like, was enough that she leaned a different direction. So this log that just happened to come rolling off the roof or through it or something... It's hard to picture. But in the end of September in 2012, Harold planned a weekend away at the Rocky Mountain National Park. I've been there. I've been there. I have not. It rains, snows, and sunshine every day. Uh, it didn't do that when I was there, but I, don't remember. But I was just there in August. I just know we were in the tents <laughs> and ours didn't leak. Our Walmart tent didn't leak. Everybody else is fucking dead. <laughs> One of your prouder moments. <laughs> the other part was someone, we had the three girls in the tent. Someone farted so loud, a boy in another tent goes, oh, God. <laughs> I can't remember who farted, but it was pretty funny. We'll say it was you. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so they're going to go to the Rocky Mountain National Park. He had a beautiful scenic hiking trail picked out, and then he had reservations for dinner later that evening. Albeit Tony's co-workers didn't think she would be much up for hiking, given that she was now like 50 years old. And just had a neck injury. And had two bad knees, is what they said. Not that 50-year-olds can't go hiking, but that her knees were not 
she wouldn't pick hiking as her extracurricular activity. Mm-hmm. But she went anyways. At 1.45 p.m. on Deer Mountain Trail, which was a six-mile-long loop where they planned to go. Do you think there are any deer out on that trail? No, probably more moose. Oh, deer. Moose-eye. <laughs> moose. But Harold directed them off of the trail because it was too crowded and he wanted to be alone with his wife. Excuse was- me? Yeah. What? He went off the trail? Mm-hmm. You fucking idiot. Go on. The rocky cliff was a perfect place for taking pictures. Even then, he wanted to move farther away. No. Every angle in the Rockies is beautiful. That's a good point. It's all scenic. It's all scenic. Everywhere you go. All around. It took Harold 45 minutes to reach the bottom of the cliff that Tony had fallen off of. Fallen. Yeah. Fallen. In his strange 911 call, he was very direct and almost a little too calm, but requested a helicopter and told the 911 operator she was still alive. So he even said, you know, get a medevac helicopter out here. I'll pay for it, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, sir, it's not a matter of money. It's like, can we safely land a helicopter where you are? That's the question. They could not. And the rescuers were forced to hike the 90 minutes to get to Tony and Harold. And the, I'll put the 911 call in here because it's weird. It's not, sometimes 911 calls are really traumatizing to listen to on a podcast when you're just like, I can't do that. But this one is more, he knows exactly like how many beats per minute, like respiratory rate and this, you know, and I was like, he's not a, he has no medical training, but, and he knew, he just seemed to know too much too quickly. But then if he didn't know all that information, they would say he was trying not to give everything that the rescuers needed to find them or whatnot. One more to address the emergency. Hello, my name is Harold Hedboy. I'm in the Rocky Mountain Park. Okay. I'm in Alpine Mountain Rescue Team immediately. Okay, what is your exact location? My exact location is Deer Mountain. Okay. Summit. About okay. One mile, about one mile south of the visitor center. Okay, I'm going to transfer you to the park, so hang on the line. You'll hear some, you're going to hear some clicking, and right now I'm pulling up your Latin, your long, okay. Um, okay. on my phone here. Let me try it one more time before I transfer you. They don't have this. Technology. Can I make sure you know where I am first? Okay. Yep, I have one okay. moment. Okay. Hang on. Let me right where I am. And I'll introduce who we are when they pick up the phone. This is Estes, and we have a gentleman on Deer Mountain. Go ahead, sir. Thank you. My wife has fallen over a rock on the north summit of Deer Mountain, on the Deer Mountain Trail. And she's in really critical condition. She's a bad fall, sir. Uh, How far is that fall, sir? Uh, 30, 40 feet, 30 feet. You said 30, 40 feet? I, I, think, I think 30 feet. 30 feet. Are you with I, us? Yes, sir. I am. Let me be sure that you know my location first. We're going to have really bad cell coverage. Okay. Okay, okay I'm, I'm on Deer Mountain. Okay. We have a summit, not the normal, regular uh, northern summit, on the southern outcrop. Southern outcrop? Outcrop? If you look at, from up south, from the Fall Mountain Visitor Center, there are two very large outcrops. Uh-huh. We are not on either one of those two. We are between the two. You mean the two outcrops that you can see from FRE after Fall River? Yes. We are approximately 9,800 feet. I'm going to tell you, let's see if I can get the latitude. Okay. Latitude, north latitude, about 23 minutes, about 15 seconds. Longitude, west, 105. 
Deerridge Junction, right? That's where you park. It's uh, Deerridge Junction, the intersection of 34 and 36. Okay, and how far was the trail do you think you went? We went to the, to the actual summit by taking a couple of feet. To the actual uh, summit? Not, not to the summit, but on the, on the south side of the hill. If you look at the Deerridge Tubbo sheet, you'll see a 9,012 foot summit. Okay. And um, we, we crested around there, came up the, the switchbacks, came up to where the Deer Mountain Trail levels off. Okay, so you went to the switchbacks and where Deer Mountain Trail levels off. Leveled off. We turned directly north. Turned north, okay. Went about maybe, you know, several hundred yards, and there you reached the north outcrops. We didn't go to the really steep one that you can see from the visitor center or the, or the one to the, to the west of that. We were between the two. Okay. And, um, uh, uh, can I ask you some questions? Um, yeah, how far from the top of the peak do you think you are? We didn't go to, we didn't actually go to the peak. We were kind of, we were, there's a peak, and then there's the outcrop, and then if you go west, there's another peak, there's another outcrop. Okay. We're not at those two areas. We were at the saddle between the two. Saddle. And we came on down. And we're around a miscellaneous rock outcropping, as you'll see in the saddle here. And if you look up towards the peak, how far um, do you think you are from the peak? I can see the top. I'm 200, maybe 200 feet from the top. 200 feet from the peak, okay. Yeah, uh -huh. from, from where they can see me, but they're, they're not going to see me where the, the, uh, the pine trees here are grown up, so okay. um, I'm not sure how long the cell cover is going to be. Okay, how, many ba how much battery power do you have left, sir? Uh, it's not great. Not great. Okay. Um, what I can do is, uh, I, I can't imagine them being here with an hour if they're, if they're hiding from Jerry Edge Junction here. Um, the worst case scenario, if we lose complete contact here, uh -huh. I will, um, I've got a whistle someplace. I will, I will blow that whistle. whistle. I will blow the whistle every 15 minutes starting the top of the hour. Okay. Starting at 7 o'clock, there's no way you'll be here before 7 a bit. Okay. If you walk in, now again, if there's any chance, I can persuade you to think about a chopper in these light winds. I mean, usually, in the park, it's just a little bit crazy, but um, I will pay. I think okay. okay. Um, they're asking you to put as many bright items out as possible to see if they can't see you take a glass view. Okay. Okay. Let me see. Let me get near you something. Anybody near you, sir? I'm looking at the visitor center right now. He's looking at the visitor center right now. He's in a saddle. And I'm flashing a mirror, but I can't see the sun, so it's just there's no minimal chance you can get to see this. Because you're in some, you're in some pine trees there. Yeah, pine trees, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're not going to see anybody near those two times. The sun's out of the corner. Okay. And I am, I'm definitely now in view of the visitor center. Okay. You're looking at me north. Are you, is there somebody at the center? You know, I'm not sure where they're, um, going to be glad. Okay. There's a couple guys in. So they're driving to, to the church and they've been hiking from the church, is what you're telling me. I'm sorry, sir? They're driving to the junction. Is there, no, are they on the... They're first. I'm not sure if they're there yet because I'm working on a different side of the park. Okay. 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 Hey, are you back with your wife now? I'm, I'm not here. Yeah, I'm not with her. Okay. How is she doing? Her respiration is weaker. Her respiration is weaker? Yeah. Five feet a minute. Five feet a minute? Yeah. Okay. Do you know how to perform CPR? I do. Okay. I do. Okay. And more about this fall, sir. Was it like a sliding? Or did she fall, you know, directly? I, I didn't see the graphic. I was, I was messing with one camera. She was messing with the other one. But you didn't see her? I didn't actually see. I mean, I saw, saw the motion, but I... Okay. Okay. Do you have any flashlights? Yes, I do. Actually, I do have one. I have a flashlight. And how much battery power do you have on your cell phone? 
No much. Half power. Half power? Half power. Okay, I'm going to give you another number just in case we do get disconnected. Okay. If you call, um, can you have something to write with or will you remember? Or you can <laughs> call 911 and they'll transfer you back to us. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, pass this way. Okay. Okay, your name, please? My name is Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Thank you. Appreciate your help. And there's also an, uh, an Elizabeth in here. Okay. And just another thing so I can let you know, um, most of our helicopters are medevac helicopters. I not really trained to do technical type things. They do let, uh, land in certain areas that are happening. You would need, you would need technical, you would not need technical to get to me. Okay. But they can't like drop somebody out of the helicopter they need to. From a 10 foot row. No, sir. That has not been done in my experience. It's okay. Alright. So there's, no there's no place to land up here. But we do have EMT qualified rangers. So. I understand. It's, she needs to get out of here. And what is your yeah. name, sir? My name is Harold Tenthorn. Tenthorn? Yeah. H-E-N-T-H-O-R-N. And your wife's name? Her name is Tony. T-O-N-I. Okay. And does she have any other health issues? Like no, not at all. No. We were at the Stay at the Stanley Hotel. She had no health issues at all. Okay. Now... I better stay at the self. Okay. How about we do this? I am going to... Hang up with you. I'm going to check with the ranger first to see if there's any information that we need. Uh, we're okay. going to hang up, and you're going to turn off your phone. You know, so I don't know if it costs more battery power to turn it off and turn it back on. And then, um, if you want to try calling us back in 20 minutes, if we set okay. a time frame. Okay. Okay. So hold on the one right. second. We're going to see if there's any additional information that we may need. Okay. All right, Thank you. So I have. Okay. So north. I have. 23 minutes, 15 seconds. Let me think this. We're 40 latitude, um, 23 minutes, about 15 seconds. Uh, 40. What's the Okay. 23, 15. Okay. Or, wait, no, 15, um, 2, 3, 15. 2, 3, 1, 5. 2, 3 minutes, 1, 5 seconds. Okay. And then for west, I have... West, 1, 5, go ahead. 
So, and he's texting him, like, urgent accent, you know, trauma occurred. And uh, an old person fucking texting where you're like, like, short words are just coming through and you're like, elaborate, please. Urgent. You know, accident, Tony fall. Uh, hiking. Hiking. You're like, what? Dude, that's exactly what mom would type yeah. if something yep. something urgent was happening. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, I can't. Hiking, trouble, help. <laughs> <laughs> I like can it's trouble. Morse code. Beep, 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 yeah. Beep, 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 beep. And he's saying, "I can't talk to you on the phone." <laughs> no, your mom. If it was your dad that like fell, your mom would text and say, "Dad, okay, he fall mountain." Yes, Dad, okay, he fall mountain. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. That's it. That's exactly. Send help. That's exactly when like the explosion happened. She was just like, "We're fine." We'll call you in the morning. It exploded. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Dad, okay. Okay. Fall hiking. Cliff. Cliff. (laughs) Accident. Pants pooped. (laughs) Need pants pooped. Dad, okay. Dad, okay. That really is. Dad, okay. Dad, okay. Like, all right, check. She's like, I'll start with the good news first. Dad, okay. <laughs> so he's saying, I can't talk to you on she, the phone. She speaks a form of uh, dialect that uh, Yoda. Yes. <laughs> All the old people do, though, man. Like, <laughs> I'll type out a book if I have to. But No, you'll just start your story in the middle. And but then it's I have still to a piece book long. Toge- I have to piece it together. Like, it's too many words. What the fuck is she talking about? No. Oh, gosh. Okay. So he's saying, I can't call you on the phone because my battery's too low but we can text and i'm like i feel like calling would take less battery juice but i don't really know i don't i don't know either i'm not sure so and also he didn't want to have to fake sounding panicked if that's what it was over the phone to his brother-in-law right it's easier to sound panicked through text message or to say she okay she not okay (laughs) (laughs) she okay it's not fun. Her falling is not funny. We're laughing at the, like the ridiculousness of him thinking that this is okay. That I'll I'll just say all these things. She and okay. She fell, and, and when she fell, she yelled, "I regret nothing." Yeah, it just it goes on. It just that's what we're laughing at. How ridiculous this is. Right. Not at her because she okay. And when the when the park rangers showed up, they were like, "Dude, her." She's got a head wound, but if you have a head wound, you need to be like sitting up or your head elevated somehow because there was a big gash. And he's like, but her feet were like, she was on a slant and her feet were higher up than her head was. Like if you broke your ankle or something. Yeah, but that's like having the blood drain out of your head. You know, it just she wasn't in a correct, for someone who knew all her respiratory beats per minute and, you know, what her white blood cell count was, he couldn't have her head propped up. Yeah. One of the park rangers was helping the FBI investigate. Why is the FBI there? The Fibby? The Fibby. Because <laughs> the national parks belong to the Fibby. Oh. If there's an accident like this, it's like the FBI gets jurisdiction. It's not like it's in cooperation with the park rangers. Go ahead, look it up. What if it's a state park? Mm-mm, it was the Rocky Mountain National Park. I'm not questioning whether it's a national park. If it's a state park, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess then it's the state park people. You'd think uh, DNR would get involved. Maybe. the park Is the park ranger considered DNR? Yeah. I think. I have no idea. 
Uh, possibly. Okay. So they, but my point is they are federal agents. Yeah. It was, so that's why this guy, this park ranger was on the scene and was going to help investigate along with other FBI. So I think, you know, I don't know how many people, but you're right. They, park rangers have a lot of power, don't they? Because they're awesome. Yeah. Besides that, they have a (laughs) lot of like that. Daniel, riddle me this. They have like the highest ranking authority, don't they? A park ranger. I feel like we've talked about this. No, like, maybe not. No, technically speaking, I believe the sheriff. Okay. And so he tells Barry that Tony was just lagging behind him on the trail, and the next thing he knew, she was gone. He tells the park ranger that she was taking a picture, and then she got a phone call, and there was a blur, and she was gone. Next, he said she got a phone call, but handed it to him while she was taking a picture, and that's how it happened. You have one job to one get job. the story straight. You pick your story and you stick to it. And you tell the same story to everyone. But he can't he cannot repeat the same story even once. Because the problem with this version of the truth is that Tony's cell phone had been left behind at her office. Oh, what a fucking idiot. She could have not received any phone calls. So I think he made a point to get that phone as soon as he possibly could. Mm-hmm. He was like, I need that phone. And just five days after the accident, an elaborate funeral was underway. So she died. Yeah. That's what, when the rescuers showed up, they're like, oh, we're not, there's no point. She's real dead. She's real dead. So he was lying when he was, we're, I mean, odds are she died in the fall. And he was just saying, I'm doing CPR. You hear me? To the beat of staying alive. Ha, 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 Staying alive. Staying alive. The operator. Okay. So within... Five days after this accident, the funeral is taking place. And he know, he's he got her favorite flowers. He's got the music selected. He's hired people to sing. I was like, that's a lot of work in five days, in my opinion. Like, would you know what my favorite funeral flowers would be? Forget me not. Um, no, I was just, just going to have you cremated and hide you somewhere. Well, he agrees because he had her cremated as soon as he possibly could, even though her parents were like, can't we just take her back to Mississippi and bury her? And he's like, fuck that. I'm keeping her. All I know is I'll roll you in like 15 or 20 minutes late (laughs) is what I'm going to do. But the excuse is I tried to be on time. I tried. Yeah. I wanted to be. Where do you think he sprinkled her ashes? In the Rocky Mountain National Park. Yep. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He said it was her favorite mountain range. Oddly. My this... favorite. What's my favorite mountain range? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. We don't have any mountains here. <laughs> I'm oh. going to tell you the Himalayas just so you have to go there. No, I'll <laughs> ship you FedEx, man. <laughs> now Paco will drag your ass up to the top. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> it's not very easy to get there. Mm-mm, no. So he... Sprinkled her ashes over her favorite mountain range. Oddly, the same range that his first wife's ashes were spread at. I hate this guy. So he picked two women that both had the same favorite mountain range? Maybe they're just his favorite mountain range. Mm. <laughs> any, Yeah, any future wife would go here. Yeah. Tony's family told investigators that his first wife died in a tragic accident as well. Harold Henthorne talked to many different members of Douglas County law enforcement on May 6, 1995. So this is also in Colorado. Started with an S. I can't remember where. The night that his wife, Sandra Lynn, who I'll call Lynn from now on, 
had died after being crushed to death underneath their Jeep Cherokee. What? What? How's that happen? Yeah. Exactly. To one cop, Harold said he and Lynn ate dinner at a nearby restaurant just prior to the accident. To another, he said they were on their way to the restaurant. To one cop, Harold said he and Lynn left their house to go on a drive around 1 p.m. To another, he said 7 p.m. To one cop, Harold said the tire they pulled over to change was completely flat. To another, he said it was merely spongy. To one cop, Harold said that they had pulled Lynn out from underneath the vehicle in a desperate attempt to save her life. To another, he said it wasn't him that it was rescuers from a random group of helpful strangers that pulled her out from under the vehicle. Oh, Harold, just pick a story. Just, yeah, stick just with pick, one. Just, so he's a bad liar is what I'm assuming. But Harold couldn't account for how the SUV fell off not one, but two jacks he said he used to prop it up. Two. To some people, he said the Jeep fell when he threw the flat tire into the open hatch in the back. They get a flat tire, but it's not really all that flat. When they pull over, his app told him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1995. Mm-hmm. In a more, not desolate, but not crowded location on the side of a, the road, which was rocky, because they're in Colorado, it wasn't just smooth, flat pavement, and he's got two jacks underneath this car. Change one tire. And she, Lynn is helping the front passenger side tire, I believe. And he says a lug nut went rolling. You're a lug nut. On through, under the car, all the way. So she was the one to climb under to get it. Lug nuts don't really roll. <laughs> Do they? Like, I don't think they roll. They're, they're not like round, flat. are yeah, they? Yeah, they're not round. They're like flat on each side, aren't they? Yeah. Talk about one just roll. I mean, if yeah, just like if you didn't throw it, if you just dropped what, it. It depends on if they're on an incline or anything. Yeah, right. But it was just but the thought. Is and like, also, if would you make me get under the car to dig out a lug nut? Yes, absolutely. You fit I've, better. I'd feel better. You'd fit better. Fit better. Fit better. <laughs> I think me spontaneously, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem getting under the car to get something out if it's on Jack's. That, because if you or or dad had put the car up, I would know that you did it right. Right. You would right. hope. Yeah. She thought he did it right in this situation too. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. So he's saying she's underneath there getting the lug nut. While she's doing that, I'm taking the old tire that might have been kind of flat, but kind of not, and tossed it into the back of the SUV. And that extra like jolt, the weight caused it to shift and fall on her. Yeah, I don't know about that. And I think he added that tire part later on. How much life insurance was Harold going to get? Three hundred fifty thousand. Close. I think either between three hundred or four hundred thousand. I had conflicting accounts. And which seemed to be a lot because she only made like $14,000 a year as a social worker. But hey, whatever. But he didn't tell police that it her insurance policy would double if she died by accident. Ew. Oh, that's it. Under a car. Oops. A car falling on you, I believe, has to be an accident. And they said at the time of Lynn's death, only five detectives were covering an area half the size of Rhode Island. So they didn't, this appeared like an accident. It really, they're like, okay, well, I'm sorry that your wife died and next time be more careful. Within less than a week, Douglas County coroners declared Lynn Henthorne's death an accident. All of Lynn's belongings along with the Jeep were returned to Harold. The Jeep was then salvaged. No physical evidence remained. But there was one thing that they found inside of a report, evidence of a footprint on the wheel well fender, partial footprint. And they knew 
that Harold was wearing at the time Sperry Topsiders. Wheel well fender. You know, the top where the car, you know. Okay. Like where the, this this visual medium helps. You know, right above the where the wheel well is. <laughs> so they they kicked the fender just above the wheel well. There you go. That's what I said. Fendi. Well, it's speculated, but they had his shoe tread and the tread print on the that car. Was, that was how your mother would tell it. it wheel well fender. Fender of wheel well. Wheel well fender. Fell. Dad. Okay. Dad. okay. She's not Late. okay. Broken. <laughs> not Bring okay. Hospital. Bring food. <laughs> that is. That's the other half of that. Bring food. Yeah. Yep. So, but they didn't test his shoe prints to the print on the car. They didn't. Because it was an accident. There were multiple witnesses to the aftermath of that car accident. And one woman called the day after to ask if they had arrested the husband yet. And they're like, why would we do that? It was an accident. Don't arrest people for accidents. It was this woman and her family was flagged down. And they saw Lynn's unconscious body from underneath the Jeep. He led them over to her and they were trying to do CPR and he told them not to touch her. He was like, don't, don't touch her. And they're like, no, we're pulling this woman out from under this car. Like, you can fuck off. I don't know what your deal is or why you won't let us touch your wife, but we are. And then so they're waiting there and the woman tells Harold, will you put your coat on her? Like, it was May, I think, but it was still cold outside by the nighttime and he wouldn't do it. He would not put his coat on his dying wife. So this woman, that's why she had to call Well, him. she's going to die anyways. Why should I risk getting a cold? Yeah. Yeah. So this woman took off her own coat and threw it over Lynn's body. And that's why she was calling the sheriff's department the next day to see where she could get her coat. Oh, okay. she's like, And she's telling them, it's not right. Whatever, he was acting too strange for that to be just an accident. And so detectives are backtracking this after what happened to Tony. And he contacts this woman. And he's like, do you know why I'm contacting you 20 years later and she goes that woman on the mountain so this like woman who covered up she knew Lynn's this body, she had knew, this yeah heard about tony on the news and was like oh that's the same that's the yeah. same guy yeah douglas county sheriff employees collected harold's conflicting statements and made note of the strange fact that the spare tire he said he was going to use was barely more inflated than the one he was removing so you know your spare tire isn't all that substantial so your flat tire better be you know worth Freaking it flat flat yeah freaking flat and it wasn't it was not flat spare might have been worse than the tire he took off they even uncovered that harold was already a criminal over a year before lynn's death he had been arrested outside of a jc penny for shoplifting 40 dollars worth of underwear <laughs> but this man Oops. he's supposed to have a lot of money lynn henthorne's death was a tra- was a tragedy not a crime and harold henthorne was a grieving widower case closed so as they're recreating this detectives got a jeep cherokee similar to the one that had fallen on lynn and went about trying to recreate the scenario that killed her he rested the car on they made the new guy get underneath Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like watch how this lug nut rolls here here's a helmet this will protect you they rested the car on the type of jacks harold said he'd use in the same spot on the same side of the road where lynn died Then he tried to get the car to fall. He tossed the flat tire in the back, as Harold said he'd done in one of his versions. When that didn't work, he threw it a little bit harder, and then harder still. He slammed the tailgate. He took away one jack and ran through the whole scenario again. Nothing budged that car. Finally, a detective took his foot 
and in the same place where the original partial print was found, kicked the Jeep. Only then did it come crashing down. Wow. That's old-fashioned detective work there. Yeah. Back in Colorado, investigators found a map of the hiking trail the couple had taken, and on the map was a pink X marking the place where Tony had fallen. Mm. That's so bad. And I think it was a topographical map, so it showed how high you were up. Right. So he knew, I got to take her up at least this high on this map, and here's my pink X. Who has a fucking pink pen? I don't know. I'd be super pissed, though, if, like, you made me fucking hike before you're going to kill me. Yep. That would be someone's form of torture on you, Carla. I like hiking, okay? But, like, it does wear you out. It'll wear me out before you kill me? Die tired. Yeah. How much money did Tony have in life insurance policies? Half a billion. Two million. 4.5 million. 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 I won. Yeah, yeah. Price is right rules. It was several different policies, and he had taken their daughter's name off some of the trust. Well, and if she was a doctor, he could get yeah. that for Yeah, I could see. They'll allow you to buy that much. But he mm-hmm. took, yeah, the daughter off and made himself the sole beneficiary. The FBI discovered that Harold never had a job because <laughs> he didn't like to work. <laughs> yep, yep. So where was he going when he was having his fancy meetings on Thursdays? <laughs> yeah, where was he going? Uh, the casino. The gay bar. Panera Bread. <laughs> man. Well, got to go somewhere with internet. Well, you looked at me and I thought, oh, man, this is going to be this is going to be something else. That's why it's funnier. It's pretty good, though. Panera Bread. Panera Bread. I mean, it's not real cheap, but I guess he's married to a, a doctor. The FBI also informed Lynn's family that Harold had taken out a life insurance policy on her brother's wife, Grace. So Lynn, from the first marriage, her brother, uh, sister-in-law. He took out a policy on her for $400,000 without her knowledge and by forging her signature. So it's like just a random relative of your previous life. So he was planning on killing her too. Yeah, she very well could have been the next one. And, you know, Grace is saying, why would I do this? And if I was going to have a life insurance policy, the beneficiaries would be my four daughters before it would be him. Yeah. So that's real creepy. Hmm. Taking Harold to trial would be difficult because they... Everything was circumstantial evidence. No DNA, no eyewitnesses, only questionable actions. Like every time it was in a remote location with only him there. So no one can say, I seen it. I done seen it. With my own eyes. And would a judge even allow the prosecution to bring up Lynn's death during a murder trial? Harold was arrested for first degree murder in November of 2014 and was convicted using evidence from Lynn's death. I cannot believe they let this in. The, The prosecution was allowed to take a death that was ruled an accident he was never convicted for and bring it into trial as evidence. They gave no fucks. No, I think what you said, the FBI, they were just going to do whatever they wanted. Yeah. I really, I'm surprised. And they had made her death now undetermined. So he was convicted and given life in prison without parole. Where is he currently incarcerated? Terre Haute. Terre Haute. That's why we get to do it. The Federal Correctional Facility. Wow. That's a pretty good story. I'm not done. Oh, go on, ma'am. In 2015, Barry got custody of Haley, so his niece. He had a daughter the same age, so they were able to raise her, and it didn't go. like Because he had Haley for a while saying, I didn't do this, I didn't do this, you know, you have to believe me. So just, I think she, I don't know, 10 or something. She would have been, yeah. And I was like, that's really hard. An odd twist of fate 
back in 2006, Barry, the cardiologist, was testing out an MRI machine with Harold in it and said, you're having a heart attack. So Barry saved Harold's life in 2006, only for him to turn around and kill Barry's sister. Wow. Yeah. So he even says, he's like, I know do no harm was the oath. He's like, but if I could go back, he goes, I don't know if I would have saved him knowing what he was was going to do. "Mm -hmm." I was like, that's really sad. That is sad. Very strange. Damn. You got to wonder how a guy like that ended up with a doctor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. He was a schwindler. I mean, but I think they said with Lynn's family, they never, everyone loved him. He continued to go out with their family after Lynn's tragic accident. Like, he was a member of, you know, they never felt anything weird. I mean, because that one sounded like an accident. It did. Like, yeah. Someone falling off a cliff. Okay, I might be like... I mean, but it happens. People Fall get injured. Push. I feel like you get really hurt falling off cliffs, and they have mm-hmm. to like life evacuate out in a someone in a baggy, just a big ziplock bag, like lift you off the mountain. Yeah, that's a, they like in Mount Everest how they have to like you know come down and try to pick people up off a mountain. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I feel, and you're really injured, but just to be like, I fell and died. I and mean, people, I think, die when they're out in the mountains hiking and are alone and get hurt. And that's but. Just an elder, an older couple out hiking. Yeah, I don't know. And he's lost both of his appeals, which I'm surprised he he could probably get a new trial. Really, after they ad- admitted Lynn's death into court. Wow, that's my story. That's that's my a story, and I'm sticking, sticking to, to it. it. <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> this that all came, not all of it came from the Rolling Stones magazine. And the podcast, Generation Y. There we go. They did an episode of this. He probably would have made more money just keep being married to her. I know. He didn't have to work. Like, why? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he tried to kill her at the cabin, too. Like, rolling a log off that porch balcony something onto her. And tried to kill her. But, bro. Just Dude. Letting her go to work. Yeah. He's a surgeon. Jeez. That was a pretty interesting one. Yeah. It's there's a forty eight hours on it. I watched that. I like the Rocky Mountains too. I will thank our new patron, Steven. Thank you, Steven. Thank you, Steven. We debated about the pronunciation no, of no, your name. No, no. This was not a debate with me. I, I wanted, always knew how to pronounce it. I wanted it to be Stefan, but it is not. And so I've been told. So, so we, I like common knowledge. I appreciate your donation and the correct pronunciation of your name. We appreciate you. Rocky Mountain High. Rocky Mountain High. There was some guy earlier this week up in Marion, Indiana, who shot his twig and two berries off. <gasps> ah! Uh, on accident. Yeah, he, it they said he had like... a 9mm in his waistband, and he reached to adjust it. Well, obviously, <sighs> he accidentally pulled the trigger, it said, and it said it went. The bullet entered directly above his penis and shot out through the bottom of his scrotum. Ah! <sighs> <sighs> I didn't know if he's probably still okay. So I guess it's okay. It's entirely possible that he didn't shoot it off, but yeah. Oh, that's a good way though, getting it at the root. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because you got to think. Yeah, it's not. That's the connection. Yep. That's the. Yep. Yep. Oh, I thought we were gonna go into another episode. That's the connection. (laughs) That's the connection. Actually, we are talking about. So actually, a man from Greenwood, Indiana, has been reported missing in Colorado. In Colorado. Yes. He went hiking by himself. See what I just say? Yeah. Um, And he graduated from Center Grove High School. I think he 
was the same age as my coworker Haley, and they graduated in the same class. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been he's been missing for like three weeks. I feel like I might have seen this. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Terrence Parks, and let's see. So if you uh, know anything about his disappearance in Colorado, he was his last known communication was Friday, February twenty second. Last known location was Best Western in Buena Vista, Colorado, and um, he was also in like Breckenridge and Boulder. But basically, they don't have any information, and he's been missing, and no one's talked to him. Did he intentionally go hiking? Like I am a hiker to go hiking, mm-hmm. or he disappeared? yeah okay. Everyone needs an accountability buddy. Accountability buddy. I, I, it's fun to be alone out in the wilderness. I'm not sure. really, it's not really freeing or clearing of your soul. But please, just don't. Ted Bundy barely made it. No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't make it. it. Was that in Colorado too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I have a couple. We actually have a couple good reviews. <laughs> wow! Don't be so shocked. <laughs> um, I mean, they might have been bartered reviews. Like, I'll give you a good one if you give me a good one. Seriously? Yeah. You had to bring that up. Yeah, you know. Well, those don't really count. Yeah, they do. One is from Hef the Pup. Really enjoy this podcast. Hosts are funny, witty, and entertaining. <laughs> then the big bearded one wrote Daniel is a god. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the gender of this individual. <laughs> but I really enjoy the podcast. It's goofy and fun. Thanks for the drive time enjoyment. And then Sheila Cakes 7. Hoosier Homicide is great. I love learning about crimes that have happened in Indiana. I enjoy the humor. So keep up the good work. We talk to people on Twitter. That's me. And if any of you three would like stickers, you just have to send me an email. Don't worry, we've already apparently traded something for you for this. Then they won't want stickers. Not the person who said I am a god. Anyways, It is not saying I am god. He is a god. It is not saying my name is god. It is saying I am a god. Is your name? Ray, when someone asks you, (laughs) are you a god, you say yes. Yes. Name that movie. I can't. I know it. Ghostbusters. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's Are weird. you a god? Okay, who brought the dog? Anyways, if one of you would like stickers, just email me your address at who's your homicide at gmail.com. And I would love to send them to you. Right now we have 69 reviews. 69. My lucky number. Yeah, so I thought that was, <laughs> that was good. And that's about Well, nobody else write reviews. Nope, just leave it like that. It's been real. It's been fun. Fun. But it hasn't, but it hasn't been, been real, real fun. fun. There's a lot of times we say stuff at the exact same time. I don't <laughs> notice it until I look back at it. Look back at look at look at wavelengths. Look back at it. Look back at it. Ugh. Tell them where to find us. You can find us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Listen to us on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. The end. The end. And for honest to goodness, stay, stay out, out of the corn. corn. Are we supposed to say that one at the same time? I think huh? we. I think we do. <laughs> Dad, okay. Send food.